Hello and welcome to the show. It is episode three. Episode three? No, it's season three. Here we go. We've started already. Season three of the show, episode number two. We have quite a bit to get through in terms of news over the next few half an hour or so. It's going to be an interesting show. Felsafe Fitness Podcast. Let's get it done. So this week we are going to talk about how to improve your deadlift without exactly deadlifting. We are going to talk about one of the five habits uh, to fat loss. If you want the other four, go and see the blog right now. And we are going to look at putting. Some basics of putting that everybody should be doing when they're playing golf. Especially this time of year. Green's a little longer, green's are a little wetter. Getting some of these fundamentals down will make you a better golfer. So as always, my name is Michael Joshua. I am the owner and director of Felsafe Fitness Limited. If you do want any personal training, nutrition and weight management or golf performance over the winter, we have got a lot of things going on. So biggest news of all, all golf performance lessons based at Himley Hall Golf Centre or at the home base in Starbridge are now going to be £10 an hour. That's just £10 an hour. That is anything up to five and nearly ten times cheaper than any PGA Pro in the county. £10 an hour if you do want a lesson. Get in touch. Book one. Let me know. We will get you booked in. Personal training sessions, £20 an hour. Three for two is available on those as well. Nutrition and weight management, £15 an hour. And three for two also available on those all the way through November. And don't forget, all lessons have a 90-day lifespan. So, And you can buy up to nine at a time. Due to conditions at uh, Himley Hall Golf Centre, unfortunately, we are going to have to delay the Sim Golf. So, it hasn't been cancelled indefinitely, but for the meantime, until the ground firms up, foot traffic across that first hole and onto the driving range is limited to just lessons. So, unfortunately, we are effectively cancelling Sim Golf. Uh, at Himley Hall Golf Centre. But the caveat to that, if you or any of your mates want to come and play Sim Golf in Stourbridge, we have £10 an hour. £10 an hour. You can bring up to four mates. You can play golf in the comfort and safety of a back garden in a nice safe range net. And you can play any course in the world for £10 an hour. So Sim Golf is happening but not at Himney Hall Golf Centre. It is going to be at the home base in Stourbridge. So get in touch to book that if you do want a session. <coughs> as I say, blog post has gone up as well today. There are five habits to master for your fat loss journey. I'm going to sneeze, I think. No, maybe not. One of those we will talk about in just a second. But there's a lot of good information in that blog post. So please, please, links in the description. Go take a look. 
it's going to be a, a good read on the blog on the website if you do have any questions or anything you would like more on in terms of personal training strength and conditioning fitness golf performance failsafe fitness at hotmail.com that's failsafe fitness at hotmail.com and send me your questions and i will get back to you with some information or I'll save the best ones up for a your questions answered show a little bit later down the line so let's get into the show then for the people who haven't listened before this is basically what you get me rambling in your e-logs for at least the next 20 to 35 minutes I do throw out some random exercises that you probably should be putting into your training to help you along the way I'm going to talk about things you should be doing in your nutrition to help you on your journey and also the golf performance side of this podcast uh, a passion that has become my job over 2023 and will continue to be so in 2024 if you do like it please leave a comment subscribe and share this show there are plenty of episodes now for you to go back and have a listen to admittedly probably the sound quality isn't the best i'm looking to improve that in 2024 production values are also going to improve for next year as well as well as you're going to see very very shortly going up on youtube and live via instagram you're going to be able to watch my journey over the winter I'm going to try and lose a few kilos, get in the gym and show you exactly how I do things, exactly how I would do things with clients. I'm going to treat myself as a client because I am one. And over the next sort of 12 to 14 weeks, you're going to get to see live sessions, live testing. I'm going to talk you through my training whilst I'm doing my training. You'll be able to see that live via Instagram and hopefully some snippets via YouTube as well. So look out for that. I will give you some warning a few hours beforehand on Instagram, Facebook and all that jazz. So then, let's talk about that nutrition, shall we? Blog post is some nutrition habits for changes in your fat loss journey and I'm gonna pick the one for the show that I think is is for me one of the most important especially if you're starting a big fat loss journey like I'm about to and you're about to hit the gym again like I'm about to so a lot of people say burning more calories during the day adding some more exercise in some specific muscle building etc is great but I think this is the number one important for me in terms of, of the five habits and it's sleep so sleep is so important for fat loss that I would say if you could only do one thing on the list of five that are in that blog post I would prioritize sleeping is the most overlooked activity in the modern environment but the most important create a sleep routine and aim for seven to eight hours of sleep a night yes it matters for fat loss 
before you think about taking supplements or trying the next fat loss secret make sure you have this very basic thing covered um, if you need help sleeping then supplements along the lines of zinc magnesium um, things like that turkey sandwiches great uh, protein source and they the tryptophan in those in that meat also helps you relax and can help you sleep and I've said to clients over the last probably the last couple of years have been you need to get enough sleep if you haven't had six hours of sleep the night before unless you've had a very unstressful day so if you've had less than six hours of sleep so you've had five hours of sleep on a Saturday, on a Friday night you've been out since 1 a.m. you got up at six to go to work you've done a four to eight hour shift and you've come to me at 6 p.m. on a Saturday evening to work out I'm probably gonna say we're gonna take it easy that session because you're gonna be tired you're gonna be grumpy your body's gonna be craving carbohydrates you're not going to be in any kind of mood to be going through your normal routine so getting some sleep minimum of six hours um, but aim for seven to eight hours and we can track this now you all have iPhones you've got apps on your mobiles that can actually record you sleeping so you know we've got no excuse not to track our sleep now most of us are wearing some kind of fitness band or or watch that's recording our, our sleep monitoring and what you need to look at there predominantly during your sleep is you're looking at the way your heart rate should drop and then slowly rise before you wake up and when you wake up then it should spike and you, you're on your way through the day but if you're finding that through the night your your heart rate is spiking and dropping spiking and dropping it could be the temperature of your room we all know the weather is changeable now so one minute it's blazing sunshine next minute it's bleeding rain next minute it's freezing cold next minute it's windy so changes in the night being the right temperature during the night can have a big effect on your sleep but if there's one thing you need to nail is get enough rest your body needs to recover and if you're going to go on any kind of muscle building fat loss doesn't matter what it is one of the most other than nutrition itself getting enough sleep quality sleep is number one on that list and that is going to be your sort of nutrition habit for the week is get some sleep it's counterintuitive and like i say best thing to do as well if, if you if you if you're struggling to sleep or you're waking up in the middle of the night or you're having these spikes uh one last caveat to that as a nutrition tip go and get yourself some casein or whey protein or or a high protein dense shake bef about half an hour before you go to bed before you go to sleep take that get it down yet and you'll probably find you won't wake up in the night because your body has enough protein to help you repair whatever damage you've done during the day so protein shake plenty of sleep and track it if there's any spikes throughout the night then obviously take the protein shake monitor it for seven days see how you go and see if those spikes lessen and your sleep improves 
if not then you're going to go to the likes of some magnesium zinc and magnesium tablets just to help you drift off as well and that they're great for sleep and recovery and those are my tips for your nutrition for this week exercise now i know i have a nutrition i've, I've talked about sleeping but exercise this week um is a is a staple of all of my clients whether you're fat loss muscle building endurance running playing golf playing tennis playing cricket doesn't matter what you are the deadlift is one of the most all-encompassing moves you can do whether you're doing that with dumbbells kettlebells or a barbell uh, you can hit a plateau so these two things are going to help you to improve your deadlift numbers and probably improve your stability through the lift by not actually deadlifting and the two things are one is the most simple thing you can do anywhere whether you're in the house gym work doesn't matter so it's a plank we've all seen the plank whether it be a straight arm plank bent arm plank doesn't really matter side planks planking is going to help create more sort of core and midsection stability and we've all seen those people who round their backs a lot you know they're bent over and then they're, they're, you know some people do that so they're able to get away with that but as you get older and the weight gets up unless you've got a stable core that core is going to create issues and that's when you get people bending and that you know they're, they're almost snapping in half because the sheer volume of weight on the bar they haven't got the core stability to keep that trunk nice and neutral so planking is going to help you with your deadlifting it's going to help with your numbers and help create that stable trunk to give you the ability to pick the barbell up at a heavier weight the second exercise I want you to do if you are one of the people that tend to round quite a lot when you're deadlifting this one is going to be perfect so it's a front squat but it's not a front squat from the top down so normally we unrack it and then we start squatting this is going to be a dead start squat so you can do this back squat if you if you feel that you don't round as much but I feel the front squat is a much more encompassing because that keeping that chest high and that trunk stable to lift that weight has is the same and you start at the same position so you're basically going to start maybe a, a tad higher than your bottom so when you squat down with your barbell as a check squat down to the barbell and that next notch up that's where you want to be so when you're at the lowest point of your front squat or your back squat the notches on the rack that's where you want your you want it wherever the bar is you want it one above that is the easiest way to explain it so you set your barbell up at the bottom of your squat one notch above the bottom and from there from the bottom call a dead start so you're at the bottom of that squat you're going to take it from the bottom of your squat to the top and back down it's the reverse of a normal squat and because if you're in a front squat position the chest has got to be high you've got to drive up 
without driving pushing forward because you'll be off balance very much like a barbell pulling you forward on a deadlift so dead start front squats and planks are going to help you improve your deadlift without you even noticing it you're just going to think the numbers are going up but add a couple of sets of planks or three three to five sets of planks and three to five sets of dead start squats particularly front squats in my opinion will help you improve your deadlift so we're flying through these tips this week we're pretty much through the show we've only got the golf to go but again little reminder if you do want your lessons all your lessons whether they be at the home base in Stourbridge at Failsafe Fitness Limited or they're at Himley Hall Golf Centre in the West Midlands £10 an hour all the way through November so if you're struggling off the tee or you're struggling out of bunkers you're struggling with your putting give me a call we'll have a look at it we'll see what we can do as a performance coach my aim is to get you performing better I've had several clients this year make massive jumps one of my clients today called Akin has basically jumped from shooting in the 60s high 60s for nine holes he's now down to the low 50s he's knocked over 10 shots off his scores since he's come to see me his confidence has got better he's hitting more fairways he's putting better and now we're just working on some bunker play but we know the uk is very difficult when it comes to bunker play wet hard sodden sand uh, footprints which are a problem uh, and we showed you some techniques of how to deal with that so drop me an email give me a ring book a lesson we will sort you out so finally the golf part of the show putting now <clears throat> the art of putting you know mastering this crucial stroke for golfing success in the game of golf pretty much 40 to 60 percent of your shots are going to be on the green you know and putting is often referred to as the art of the game because it requires a delicate touch precision understanding of how to read a green speed control you know a well-placed drive and a great iron shot can set you up for success but if you your knees are trembling like a shitting dog from three feet or 30 feet it doesn't matter how good the previous two shots were if you're going to three pot from inside 10 feet so the fundamentals of putting are grip stance alignment so you know before you master putting you need to establish a solid foundation of these basics you know the grip is the foundation on which your putting stroke is built on your hands are the only things that grip onto the putter and it, the stroke whether you're have got a big arc so you tend to rotate your shoulders 
or whether you're more sort of back and through you still have an arc by the way oh i i, I go I'm, I'm straight back and through you are but there's still a, a, a level of three of two three to ten degrees of rotation when you think you're back and through but when you're really arcing high arcing it makes a big difference <clears throat> you know experimenting with grips whether you're interlocking your hands like you would with an iron whether you're like me where your hands are it's really weird because i interlock on my irons and driver i overlap with my my index fingers down the shaft so my left index finger goes down my right hand and my right index finger goes down the grip of the putter and that just helps me it stops me from flicking because if I, when I hit my stroke with my putter, if I flick, then I'm basically pointing with my right finger away from me. So if I keep it nice and strong, just rock those shoulders gently, I can control, I feel like I can control. So trying different grips, the so claw, reverse grip, so the left hand is higher than the right. If you're a right-handed golfer, vice versa for the left-hander stance now a lot of people if you're i'm quite short i mean at five foot four and a bit uh, i'm quite short so i have quite a short putter um but i tend to have the ball under my left eye and a lot of people a lot of videos you'll see on youtube are where you want to be eyes directly over the ball which can work for a lot of people you know if you're quite tall you can get over it and you can get through well, with me being a little bit shorter, I think if I have the ball dead centre of my stance, right in the middle of my eyes, I tend to bottom the I bottom the putter out, and I really did struggle for a long while pushing everything right or just catching the ground before the ball. So I found with having the ball a little bit further forward and under my left eye, as a right-handed golfer, be a right eye as a left-handed golfer, having the ball a little bit further forward. I was catching, I was able to close the face better, keep a straighter putt, and also kind of hit up on the ball. So you want to get the ball rolling with a, you know, end over end. And I found with the ball being right in the centre of my eye line, it had a big skip. So having the ball a little bit further forward in my stance under my left eye, it's only a, an inch or half a ball, but that half a ball allows the ball to start dead rolling quicker towards the hole. And it helped me with my pace control. So stance where the ball is, you know, standing a little bit higher, standing a little bit closer, standing a little bit further away. You know, different putters require different stances. Lie angle can be a big thing as well. So just play with it. Play with whatever you feel comfortable. You know, something might not feel comfortable, but might get you better results. And then... If you stick with it, that becomes the norm and you can get that right. Alignment is another thing. You know, alignment is the third sort of golden rule. So being able to read, you know, where your body is in space and time. I've seen a few people this year who think that they've got their putter and their feet and their shoulders lined up square to target when they're putting. When actually, the, 
putter is facing left of the target, shoulders are facing right of the target, and feet are at the target. And I've taken a picture of these alignment rods. They've, I've got them to freeze and put the alignment rods down, took a photo, and they've gone, wow. And that's why they're pulling or pushing, hooking and, and, and making some really poor strokes. But once that you're shown and you've got someone to show you that, you can work on it and you can get your alignment fixed. So using alignment aids, you know, whether it be sticks or tea pegs or uh, one of those uh, putting mirrors, they can be invaluable in terms of how you're aligning your body to the putt. The other two things that are necessary for being a good putter. Green reading. Now understanding slopes and breaks. Green reading is one of the most important skills as a golfer. So being able when you're walking up the fairway, a visual inspection of where the bunkers are, whether the front edge, the lie of the land around it, the land and water. We all hear this theory that mainly if there's water on a hole or near a green, the ball's going to want to go towards that water. Can be the case in, in a majority of the cases. The hole is designed so the water drains into that lake, so the ball is going to want to go that way, and the slope on that green is going to want to go that way. So as you're walking up to that green, you need to look at that green and visualize it and say, okay, my ball's at the back, there's water to the left, so that ball is going to want to go that way. So visual inspection with your eyes and subtle changes to the elevation. You know, high point, low point. Feeling the slope with your feet is also good. We've all seen people who feel a lot of the pros now are feeling with their feet which foot's lower than the other, where they're going to break. Um, and obviously the more advanced things, you know, plumb bobbing, your putter, things like that can have a, a, a big influence on you visually reading the greens. And then the final thing is speed control. So hitting putts with the right pace. Um, I've got a, a nice drill for this. I know a lot of my clients have seen me do it. So what I do, I take uh, 8 to 12 tee pegs. So I put them out on the putting green surface. Um, so putter grip the part as a square. I probably pick one left hand where the where the holes are. I try and go and work where no one is, and I the first one tends to be about six to eight feet away, and then then five to five to eight feet away, depending on how much room I've got. And in between, I make these squares with the T pegs, and I put from square to square, square to square, and back again, square to square, square to square. So even if the surface isn't level, so you might be putting uphill and then a right to left, when you're putting back, it's a, it's, a, it's a left to right and downhill. So you're working on everything. You're working on pace control, you know, six to eight feet, and then you're working on three to five feet. So you're just building a feel for pace. And if you're getting it within a putter's grip width, if you can get all three of those balls into that square, they're going to be gimmies when you're playing match play. So you, it makes you concentrate on a square around the hole and not the hole itself. Um, you know, 
the longer the pot the more speed you need to hit slope of the green obviously uphill downhill left to right right to left and break of the green the how severe is that slope and being able to read this um, and doing that drill is going to help you become a better putter so yeah I hope there's something in there for everybody you know a little drill to help with your pace being able to read your slopes playing with your grip most importantly golf is fun and putting can be the one thing apart from off the tee I think mostly this year a lot of people have struggled with off the tee then putting and then chipping I'm a ch I've been a short game coach for a couple of years now and I think a lot of people who've come to see me have seen massive improvements in the way that they chip and now using the drills I've given them the ones that I've mentioned in this podcast they've improved their putting as well and the, the four ball thing you can do in your hall you can do in your lounge you can do it in your back garden if your garden's flat enough you know eight golf balls or eight tee pegs make yourself a little square put into it it's easy peasy but putting is a 40 to 60 percent of your round and if it's 60 percent of your round you need to get it to 40 percent of your round and if you're shooting a hundred and putting is 60% of your strokes and you can take 20% of them away, you've gone from being a guy that shoots 105 to 95 to a guy that's shooting high, eight, high 70s, low 80s. And that's by just fixing one part of your game, which is your putting. As I say, if you found anything interesting in this podcast, please share it. Like, subscribe and share. All the links are in the description. If you do want any performance coaching, it's £10 an hour at Himley Hall Golf Centre. £10 an hour if you want to come and do some simulator golf at the Failsafe Fitness Home Lab. Personal training, nutrition and performance coaching and strength and conditioning coaching three for two 20 pounds an hour nutrition coaching 15 pounds an hour three for two is also available on that thank you very much for listening i hope you've enjoyed the podcast and i'll see you again next week have a good one bye bye